Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coffee Break Spanish Magazine, Season 4, Episode 6. Hola a todos y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Yo soy Mark. Y yo soy Anabel. ¿Qué tal, Mark? Todo bien. ¿Y tú? Yo muy bien y muy contenta de estar aquí. Let's see what uh, today's text is about. Bueno, hoy vamos a hablar de una escritora chilena que se llama Isabel Allende. Mm, ¿Has leído algo de ella? Pues yo sí, yo hace muchos años leí un libro de ella que se llama La Casa de los Espíritus, The House of the Spirits, y es un libro muy interesante. Bueno, yo tengo que admitir que no he leído nada de ella y tengo muchas ganas de, de conocerla y ver qué más ha publicado. Bueno, vamos a leer el texto y luego después hablaremos un poco, un poco sobre la gramática, sobre el vocabulario y las palabras interesantes que hay en este texto, ¿vale? Estupendo. Perfecto, pues entonces vamos a por ello. As ever, we will hand you over to someone else to read the text, and that is Sebastián. Hola, Sebastián. Gracias, Mark. Gracias, Anabel. Today, We are talking about Isabel Allende. ¡Empecemos! Isabel Allende es una célebre escritora de origen chileno, hija de un diplomático que fue quien inspiró su gusto por las letras. Estudió periodismo y sus primeras creaciones escritas fueron obras de teatro y literatura infantil. También trabajó como redactora y columnista en la prensa y la televisión. Ha sido siempre una mujer comprometida con su país. En 1960, se hizo miembro de la sección chilena de la FAO, una organización de las Naciones Unidas que se encarga de la mejora del nivel de vida de la población. Se casó con Miguel Frías, con quien tuvo dos hijos, Paula, que murió a causa de una enfermedad y sirvió de inspiración para una de sus obras, titulada Paula, y Nicolás. Pocos años después se divorciaron. Su preocupación por temas políticos se palpa en muchas de sus obras y es que su vida personal estuvo fuertemente marcada por la política. Uno de los hechos más trágicos fue el asesinato de su tío, el presidente Salvador Allende, en el golpe militar chileno encabezado por Pinochet. Tras este suceso, Isabel se instaló en Caracas y allí comenzó su próspera producción literaria. Su primera obra fue La Casa de los Espíritus, 1982, que en muchos engloban dentro del realismo mágico 
y que no tardó en convertirse en un bestseller en numerosos países latinoamericanos, España y otros países europeos, a pesar de haber sido rechazada por varias editoriales. Otros títulos importantes son Eva Luna, El Plan Infinito, Afrodita o Retrato en Sepia, entre otros. Sus libros se han traducido a más de 25 idiomas y están siempre en las listas de ventas. ¿Te animas a practicar español leyendo a Isabel Allende? Pues entonces, ahora sabes más de Isabel Allende, Anabel. No, sí, una vida muy interesante. Sí, sí, sí. Ok, what we'll do now, as ever, is go through our text in more detail and we'll talk about all the words, the vocabulary and all the grammar in here to help you understand everything. And after that, we'll listen again. Let's take it away then. Isabel Allende es una célebre escritora de origen chileno, hija de un diplomático que fue quien inspiró su gusto por las letras. Ok, so, we've got Isabel Allende es una célebre escritora, so she's a famous writer. Is there a difference between célebre and famoso, or famosa in the case of Isabel? Um, célebre is more like celebrated. Mm -hmm. And famous is a famous person. Usually, if uh, you are famous, you don't like you don't have like to be celebre. It's a little bit more um, like you're famous, but also good for being what you do. Okay, so um, almost there, there's honor bestowed on her, that kind of idea. So she's a famous and a celebrated writer. De origen chileno, of Chilean origin. Hija de un diplomático. So she was the daughter of a diplomat. Que fue quien inspiró su gusto por las letras. So, this diplomat, who was, who inspired her taste for literature. A little bit complicated. We don't actually need that. Que fue quien inspiró. We could just say, un diplomático, quien inspiró su gusto por las letras. Mm -hmm. Eso es correcto. Así es. Ok, vamos a seguir. Estudió periodismo y sus primeras creaciones escritas fueron obras de teatro y literatura infantil. Ok, so estudió periodismo. Periodismo es journalism, un periódico, a newspaper, and therefore she studied, preterite tense, journalism. Y sus primeras creaciones escritas, and her first written works, her first written creations, fuera, fueron obras de teatro, they were works of theater or plays, y literatura infantil, and children's literature. Mm -hmm. También trabajó como redactora y columnista en la prensa y la televisión. Ok, so some more information about her. También trabajó, so she also worked, como redactora, as an editor, y columnista, and a columnist, en la prensa y la televisión, in the press and on television. Ha sido siempre una mujer comprometida con su país. En 1960 se hizo miembro de la sección chilena de la FAO, una organización de las Naciones Unidas que se encarga de la mejora del nivel de vida de la población. Right, that was a long sentence. <laughs> so, ha sido siempre una mujer comprometida con su país. So, comprometida kind of looks a little bit like compromised, but it really means committed. So when someone is committed to 
her country in this case, una mujer comprometida con su país. She was committed to her country. Ha sido siempre, that's her perfect tense there, she has always been a very committed a woman, very committed to her country. En 1960, so in 1960, se hizo miembro de la sección chilena de la FAO. So she became a member of the Chilean section of the FAO. So that's the Food and Agricultural Organization. But that's that's in, in English. What would it be in, in Spanish? It will be ONU AA, Agricultura y Alimentación. Okay. So a little bit more difficult than in English. Yeah, so FAO. <laughs> we'll stick with FAO. Um, and we, we've got a little explanation of, of what it is. Una Organización de las Naciones Unidas. So it's an organization of the United Nations que se encarga so encarga, encargarse is to take charge of, to take responsibility for, que se encarga de la mejora del nivel de vida de la población. So it takes responsibility for improving the standard of living of the population. Se casó con Miguel Frías, con quien tuvo dos hijos, Paula, que murió a causa de una enfermedad, y sirvió de inspiración para una de sus obras, titulada Paula, y Nicolás. Ok, so se casó, from casarse, to get married, so she married con Miguel Frías. So she married Miguel Frías, just remember, es casarse con alguien, to get married with someone, rather than to someone in Spanish. Con quien tuvo dos hijos, with whom, talking about Miguel, tuvo dos hijos, she had two children. Paula, Y Nicolás. So, two children, Paula and Nicolás. And then we get more information about Paula. Paula, que murió a causa de una enfermedad. So, who died a causa de una enfermedad because of, or she died of, an illness. Y sirvió de inspiración. And she served as inspiration, or she was the inspiration para una de sus obras, titulada Paula for one of her works entitled Paula. Pocos años después se divorciaron. So a short sentence here, pocos años después, a few years later, se divorciaron, they got divorced. And divorciarse again is also reflexive, like casarse. That's right. And just to be clear, you divorciarse de alguien. Mm-hmm. Because it's like from someone and then casarse con, because it's with, with someone. someone. Su preocupación por temas políticos se palpa en muchas de sus obras y es que su vida personal estuvo fuertemente marcada por la política. Right. This sentence is very interesting because it's got a really interesting verb in it. It's got the verb palpar, and we'll come to that in a moment. Su preocupación, her preoccupation, por temas políticos, for political issues, or with political issues perhaps, se palpa en muchas de sus obras. So, there is a, a word in English, palpable, and that means when you can really feel something. And that's, in a sense, what this is here. So, we can really feel uh, her political issues being evident in, in many of her works, en muchas de sus obras. But this se palpa, it's the say is not, it's not reflexive, Anabel. No, it's not reflexive. This is the, the passive uh, structure with se. So it's just because um, palpar needs um, an, uh, someone who does it. So usually you use this verb when you go to the doctor mm-hmm. and the doctor just like try to feel where the pain is. So that is palpar. 
So we do have a word in English, palpate, although it's quite a medical word. Um, but it really is this kind of idea of being palpable when we're talking in a figurative sense. So this 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 preoccupation with political issues is is evident. It's palpable. It's it's really visible in her works, in in that sense. And then the sentence goes on. Y es que su vida personal estuvo fuertemente marcada por la política. So the fact is, es que su vida personal, um, her personal life, estuvo fuertemente marcada. It was strongly marked por la política, by politics. Anabel, why would that not be fue fuertemente marcada? Because marcada um, works like a, an adjective, and using um, ser instead of estar, then we will say that um, something happened, and then that's what mark um, like her, her life and mark a change in her life. And it's not actually what we are saying here, we are just describing. Right, so if there had been a particular event, like, I don't know, the result of an, an election, that was what particularly marked her life then that, in, in that sense, that would be, f her life was marked by that. Su vida fue marcada por la elección. Eso es. Fue marcada por las elecciones. Mm -hmm. So here we're just describing her life. So during her life, her life was happy. Su vida estuvo feliz. Mm -hmm. In this case, it was marked by politics. So estuvo fuertemente marcada por la política. Así es. It's always a little difficult to work out these more complex estar and ser rules. It's not a simple, uh, oh, it's a location, therefore you must use <laughs> estar. It doesn't work like that all the time. And that's when we can get into the language that little bit more. And it's always very interesting to do so. Yeah, and it's also fun. I think it's part of, uh, of the languages, the fun that we find in it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, let's continue on. Uno de los hechos más trágicos fue el asesinato de su tío el presidente Salvador Allende en el golpe militar chileno encabezado por Pinochet. So this is obviously one of the, the key events that did mark her life and it represents one of the, the parts of the, the, the politics that were ongoing marking her life in a sense. So uno de los hechos más trágicos, one of the most tragic events or one of the most tragic facts, we can sometimes use hecho as a fact, but here it would be an event fue el asesinato de su tío, was the assassination of her uncle, el presidente Salvador Allende. So President Salvador Allende, en el golpe militar chileno, in the Chilean military coup, encabezado por Pinochet, so led by Pinochet. Tras este suceso, Isabel se instaló en Caracas y allí comenzó su próspera producción literaria. Ok, so... Uh, tras este suceso. Now, we've got to be careful with suceso because it doesn't mean a success, it means an event. So, as a result of uh, this event or after this event, Isabel se instaló en Caracas. So, she settled in Caracas, in Venezuela, y allí comenzó su próspera producción literaria. And uh, there, she began her thriving literary production. She began writing all of these works of literature. Okay, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be back in just a moment to continue working through our text.
If you'd like to take your Coffee Break magazine experience further, why not consider our online course version, which includes additional materials to help you build your knowledge of the language through lesson notes, additional explanations, vocabulary lists and transcripts to accompany each episode. Like all our online courses, the magazine course is available on the Coffee Break Academy. Just head to coffeebreaklanguages.com slash magazine where you'll find all the information you need. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back. And before we go on, Mark, I really liked your translation of se instaló en, that you said to settle. And that is exactly the difference between mudarse and instalarse. Uh, of course, yeah. So mudarse to move to a different place. But when you instalarse, you really get settled there. You, 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 you begin to live your life there. Exactly. So it's like a, one step farther than to mudarse to move. So really like that. Yeah. Good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue on then, our next sentence. Su primera obra fue La Casa de los Espíritus, 1982, que muchos engloban dentro del realismo mágico y que no tardó en convertirse en un bestseller en numerosos países latinoamericanos, España y otros países europeos, a pesar de haber sido rechazada por varias editoriales. Quite a long sentence. <laughs> so let's split it up. Su primera obra fue La Casa de los Espíritus. So her first work was The House of the Spirits, 1982, que muchos engloban, which many classify dentro del realismo mágico. They classify it as magic, magic realism or magical realism. Y que no tardó en convertirse en un bestseller. Which, which didn't hesitate, it didn't take long to become a bestseller in numerosos países latinoamericanos, in many Latin American countries, España y otros países europeos, Spain and other European countries. And then we've got a little extra bit of information. A, a pesar de haber sido rechazada por varias editoriales. So despite having been rejected, rechazada, por varias editoriales by several publishers. Otros títulos importantes son Eva Luna, El plan infinito, Afrodita o Retrato en sepia, entre otros. Okay, so these are some of the other titles. Uh, otros títulos importantes, other important titles, son Eva Luna, so they, they are, or we could say they include Eva Luna, 
el plan infinito, so the infinite plan, Afrodita, or Aphrodite, o retrato en sepia, so that is like a portrait in sepia, entre otros, among others. Sus libros se han traducido a más de 25 idiomas y están siempre en las listas de ventas. Ok, so sus libros, her books, se han traducido. Literally, they have translated themselves, but it's not a reflexive say there, it's a passive say. So they have been translated a más de 25 idiomas. They've been translated into... It's interesting to see that a there because when we think about languages, we sometimes think about en español, en inglés. But here we're translating to English or to Spanish. So in this case, they've been translated to more than 25 languages. Y están siempre en las listas de ventas. And they're always on the lists of sales or in, in better English, the bestseller lists. ¿Te animas a practicar español leyendo a Isabel Allende? So, ¿te animas? Would you like to? Do you fancy practicing your Spanish? A practicar español leyendo a Isabel Allende. So, reading Isabel Allende. And it's interesting to see that personal A in there. Because, of course, leyendo, reading. What are you reading? Or who are you reading? You're reading Isabel Allende. And the object, therefore, is a person. And that's why we need the personal A. Leyendo a Isabel Allende. Mm-hmm. I have um, I haven't read Isabel Allende yet, but I will after this. Ahora sí. Muy bien. Pues vamos a reescuchar todo este texto y vamos a ver cuántos cuánto entendemos esta vez. Isabel Allende es una célebre escritora de origen chileno, hija de un diplomático que fue quien inspiró su gusto por las letras. Estudió periodismo y sus primeras creaciones escritas fueron obras de teatro y literatura infantil. También trabajó como redactora y columnista en la prensa y la televisión. Ha sido siempre una mujer comprometida con su país. En 1960, se hizo miembro de la sección chilena de la FAO, una organización de las Naciones Unidas que se encarga de la mejora del nivel de vida de la población. Se casó con Miguel Frías, con quien tuvo dos hijos. Paula, que murió a causa de una enfermedad y sirvió de inspiración para una de sus obras, titulada Paula, y Nicolás. Pocos años después se divorciaron. Su preocupación por temas políticos se palpa en muchas de sus obras, y es que su vida personal estuvo fuertemente marcada por la política. Uno de los hechos más trágicos fue el asesinato de su tío, el presidente Salvador Allende en el golpe militar chileno encabezado por Pinochet. Tras este suceso, Isabel se instaló en Caracas y allí comenzó su próspera producción literaria. Su primera obra fue La Casa de los Espíritus, 1982, que en muchos engloban dentro del realismo mágico y que no tardó en convertirse en un bestseller en numerosos países latinoamericanos, España y otros países europeos, a pesar de haber sido rechazada por varias editoriales. Otros títulos importantes son Eva Luna, El plan infinito, Afrodita o Retrato en sepia, entre otros. Sus libros se han traducido a más de 25 idiomas y están siempre en las listas de ventas. ¿Te animas a practicar español leyendo a Isabel Allende? 
it's time now for the guinda del pastel for this episode, and we're delighted to welcome back Marina. Hola, Marina, ¿qué tal? Hola, Mark, muy bien, ¿qué tal tú? Muy bien, gracias, y con muchas ganas de saber lo que tienes para nosotros hoy en la guinda del pastel. Pues la guinda del pastel hoy la ponemos con la expresión saber de buena tinta. Ok, so literally to know from good ink. That's right, yeah. So, <laughs> Me parece un poco extraño <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing some research, like thinking about this expression, and there is not like a specific origin, but mm -hmm. if we think about the ink, la tinta, podemos pensar que recibimos información a través de la tinta en periódicos, por ejemplo. Sí. Y quizás significaría, vendría de, de la idea de conocer algo a través de esa tinta escrita con un bolígrafo o con la impresora. Okay, so we're looking at something that, uh, information that we find out as a result of reading it in ink, um, be that from a pen or, um, as you say, a, a newspaper that's printed uh, with, with ink, ultimately. Yeah, that's right. And and now you might be thinking, okay, and what's like the real meaning of <laughs> what this? What does it mean? <laughs> When do we use it? Well, we use saber de buena tinta cuando pensamos que la fuente de la que recibimos la información es muy fiable. Right, so the source of the information is very trustworthy, is trustable. Um, and in that case, we know from good ink or we know for a fact or um, we have it on good authority in English is a nice expression that. So give, give us a, an example of this in Spanish. Por ejemplo, um, sé de buena tinta que Pedro y Mar van a anunciar su boda esta misma noche. No es verdad. Pedro y Mar, ay, qué bien. <laughs> so you have it on good authority that Pedro and Mar are going to announce their, their engagement, their wedding uh, this very evening. Sé de buena tinta. That's a lovely expression. I, I really like this one. Saber de buena tinta. It's nice and easy to use too. Yes, it's nice. And, and you can imagine, I, I haven't read that, but I've heard and I am telling you, I know uh -huh. where this is coming from and yeah. something is going to happen. Muy bien, muy bien. Pues como siempre, muchas gracias, Marina. Nada, es un placer. Y hasta la próxima. Hasta muy pronto. Muchas gracias, Marina. I have to admit that I really like this expression, saber de buena tinta. Perfecto. Okay, well, that is where we're going to leave this episode of the Coffee Break Spanish magazine. Of course, you can find this one along with all of the others in the series and access our bonus materials that includes a transcript and uh, lesson notes, the exercises that go along with the, the, the lesson notes and our vocabulary list to help you test your vocabulary. You can find out all of that at the Coffee Break Academy. Just go to coffeebreakacademy.com. And also, please do not forget to check out our social media. You can uh, look for Coffee Break Spanish in, uh, on Facebook and also Coffee Break Languages on Instagram. Perfecto. Pues muchas gracias, Anabel. Gracias a ti y a vosotros. Gracias a Marina y a Sebastián. Y hasta la próxima. Adiós. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.